I'm glad we're uh, here to worship God. Let us do so. stand for our first hymn this morning, number 555, Forward Through the Ages. Shall we stand if you are able to do so?
Shall we stand for the reading of the word? Lamentations. 1, verses 1 through 6. How deserted lies the city. Once so full of people, how like a widow is she, who once was great among the nations. She who was queen among the provinces has now become a slave. Bitterly she weeps at night. Tears are on her cheeks. Among all her lovers, there is no one to comfort her. All her friends have betrayed her. They have become her enemies. After affliction and harsh labor, Judah has gone into exile. She dwells among the nations. She finds no resting place. All who pursue her have overtaken her in the midst of her distress. The roads to Zion mourn, for no one comes to her appointed festivals. All her gateways are desolate. Her priests groan, her young women grieve, and she is in bitter anguish. Her foes have become her masters. Her enemies are at ease. The Lord has brought her grief because of her many sins. Her children have gone into exile captive before the foe. All the splendor has departed from daughter Zion. Her princes are like deer that find no pasture. In weakness, they have fled before the pursuer. You may be seated as we continue. Second Timothy verses, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. <clears throat> Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience, as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also." For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God." He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel I was appointed a herald, and an apostle, and a teacher. That is why I am suffering as I am, 
Yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed, and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. What you heard from me keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And turn now to Luke 17, verses 5 through 10. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. He replied, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, Come along now and sit down to eat? Won't he rather say, Prepare my supper. Get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink. After that, you may eat and drink. Will will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, We are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. May the Lord add his blessing to his word. Sometimes honesty is overrated. I'm not saying there should be more liars. Uh, I'm just saying that not everybody who's frank and honest is uh, right. And uh, sometimes... As honest as we can be, if we don't see things clearly and understand things in a, you know, broader perspective or in a clearer way, then uh, our honesty could be all wrong. Especially, well, you know, we we speak our feelings and uh, nobody knows that better than the person who speaks. But uh, if that's all there is to honesty, it, it may not do much to uh, help understand or uh, get anywhere. It may just be like a car that's spinning on ice. I'm stuck. Well, if you're stuck, you're stuck. What else can you do about it? Um, but speaking very honestly... Uh, I think we can find more clarity and I think we can be honest with ourselves and uh, be honest with others in ways that will, will be less hurtful and more helpful. Now, if Jesus just had the one sermon or if there was just the one passage of scripture to what uh, Ben read in, in Luke, we might not be too interested in the gospel. Increase our faith, Jesus. Increase our faith. Well, if you, if you had a little old bitty bit of faith, you could, you could move that, that mulberry tree, plant it in the lake. If you had just, just a smidgen of faith, you could say to the mountain, move, and it would move. Whoa. Are we sorry we asked that question? 
And then Jesus says, now, you know, if you come in from the field and you've been working, you don't expect the, the uh, householder to prepare you a meal and cook for you. Uh, you expect to be asked to uh, clean up, wash your own hands so that you can fix the meal for the householder. And then when, when that's done, you can, you can eat leftovers or you can fix something for yourself. You know, that, that puts a different light on that other parable of Jesus. Well done, good and faithful servant. You know, that one... That's, that's one we kind of strive for, but, but in, in this story today, it's more like, is that, is that all we get? Is that it? We got to keep on working and working and working at it? Well, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't uh, considered that, uh, honestly, you got to keep working at your salvation. Uh, you know, we're not one of those denominations that believes once saved, always saved. That once you're saved, you can go on sinning and be accepted into heaven. That once you're, you're saved, if you, uh, you know, happen to fall back into sin and uh, get worse than you were before you were saved, you, you, well, now the one thing we'd say as Methodists is you don't have to be rebaptized. But there are times to recommit, rededicate, re-up to the Lord and say, okay, I'm, uh, I'm backslidden, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm slacking, and now help me start again. Um, the prophets were honest, and, uh, and yet, you know, when they were telling the future and things that were about to happen or things that would happen if the people didn't change their lives and change their hearts. Uh, people didn't believe them. But uh, after those things had happened, you hear the lamentation of Jeremiah. And uh, people knew what he was saying was true. They knew that that was an honest statement because they had been ruined. Everything they had put their trust and confidence in had been destroyed, except for God. And if that's where their confidence had been, things might have been different. Now, there's a, there's a matter of honesty. Yeah, we, we see this. It's true. That's the way it is. But why is it that way? Well, it's not just because God let you down. God didn't let you down. It's not just because the Edomites were stronger than you were or that their numbers were greater than yours. Why, God has fought battles with a few hundred and, you know, uh, captured thousands and thousands. No, if, uh, if you had been truer, if you had worshipped God and served God from the start, these things might not have happened at all. Sometimes uh, we look for other answers and we're just as honest about those answers as we might be about the truth. But 
honesty doesn't make it true. And neither does confidence or certainty. There are so many people so certain about so many things. I feel guilty when I doubt. And yet, I've always believed that doubting is just one side of faith. If you know your doubts, then you can, you can find a solution. You can uh, admit them and uh, receive better answers. You can, uh, well, if you, if you know your wrongs, if you know what's, what's wrong with you, you can, you can get some help and get some cure. Um, have I told you all about the, the women who were talking about their friend? One of them said, uh, she certainly suffers for what she believes. And the other one said, really? I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that uh, she had such faith. She said, oh, it's not that. She believes she can wear a size 6 shoe on a size 9 foot. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. Um, now, I'm not, I'm not saying honesty is no good. Uh, Paul Simon had a song said, uh, you know, we, we need a little honesty, but then he, he sings he's, he's had a little too much and he needs more love than, than honesty. And maybe, maybe that's the thing. Paul is uh, addressing the young, the young disciple, Timothy. He's, uh, he, he's seen him as a boy with his mother and his grandmother. He's seen him grow in his faith. He wrote him a letter when he first entered the ministry and, uh, you know, gave him a few tips and gave him a lot of encouragement. And now he's, he's writing another letter. And what he does is he, he reminds him of the basics. It goes back to the start again. says, you know, remember. Uh, and remember that uh, we, we serve a loving God. And... Uh, Remember that uh, we are saved by his, his son, Jesus. And uh, remember, and uh, puts these things in order. And uh, some would question the honesty of the gospel. I'm not about to question the honesty of the gospel. For one thing, it's, it's, it's not a statement of fact as much as it is a statement of faith. And faith comes before the facts. Yes, God created. Well, six days or so many billion years. Which is it? Big Bang Theory or did it start some other way? I don't know. I don't always care. God created. Uh, Jesus Christ saves. Well, is it before we repent or after we repent? I don't know, but you got to believe it. If, if, and which do you? Is it, is it up here or is it, is it here? We're talking about it at breakfast. I don't know if Jennings had ever heard it before. Have I told you anything you didn't already know? That the longest distance in the world is from the brain to the heart. From the head to the heart. 
You may not ever understand matters of faith. But if you get it here, and you get it here, and you put it there, you're going to get it. I, I listen to a bunch of songs. There's one that's an old song, but it's new to me. And uh, Guy Clark is saying, uh, the heart's not too far from the, from the wrist. And you, you've got to have your heart and, and your... Well, there's something about it anyway. When, you, when love's in your heart, you can't make a fist. Keep, keep your heart close to your wrist. Because when the love's in your heart, you can't make a fist. My, my thing is, in the church, uh, there are times when, when we, we don't need quite so much honesty as we need clarity and, and understanding. And, and that means understanding ourselves. You know, what's, what's really in my heart? What is it that gets to me? How, how has Jesus touched me deeply, most deeply? And, uh, and, and what is my faith that I would wake up in the morning and look for ways that I could share something good with other people? Uh, what, what is there in, in our faith that we can hold on to that even though there are a lot of empty seats right here right now uh, in time we can still hope that every seat would be taken and that the choir would also be fuller than it is now I'm not sure um, but I know it, uh, it, it starts here with each of us and then it carries over into this time of worship. It carries over into Sunday school classes, women's circles, men's groups, study groups of various kinds. Uh, and then it carries over into, into mission projects and kind words shared on the street or in the workplace or at the grocery store or wherever you go. And... Uh, I know it's got a whole lot more to do with, with, with love and acceptance than it does with just pointing out sin and uh, condemning other people. Um, it's, it's World Communion Sunday. <clears throat> and uh, honestly, there may be times we're quick to condemn people in other parts of the world. They're not like we are. If we knew a few Christians in some of those countries, our, our feelings and our honesty might change quite a bit. <clears throat> Same way with other people in our own community who aren't like we are. But that's no reason to condemn them because God will use us when, when possible and God will use others to reach the lost of the world. Are we reaching out to those closest to us? The psalm had, uh, had that phrase in it, by the willows, we hung up our lyres, our harps, our instruments. Uh, the, the people were forcing them to sing songs, and they weren't happy about it. Uh, Godspell, the, the, uh, the play, uh, puts that song to music, and it's a beautiful song. 
by the willows there we hung up our lives uh, for our tormentor, tormentors required of us songs and songs of mirth uh, straight from the Psalm 137 but there's another song at toward the end of God's spell that I think is even more impressive and uh, that's when one of the members of the cast sings the song three things I pray three things I pray to love thee more dearly to see thee more clearly to follow thee more nearly uh, and let it, let it be our prayer to love thee more dearly to see thee more clearly to follow thee more nearly let us pray. God, we give you our praise. We give you our thanks for all gifts. For all gifts do come from you. We give you thanks that we can be honest before you, confessing our sins. But please, if, if we are fooling ourselves, if, if we are hiding uh, even from ourselves uh, matters of shame or deceit, Make it known to us. Uh, let our hearts be cleansed and uh, let us serve you with joy and gladness. Let us come to you as we are and leave forgiven and ready to share that good news of forgiveness. Uh, as we have shared concerns here, there are many others throughout the world uh, there are more killings, there are more threats, there are uh, situations that uh, would make us fearful. But we turn our fears to you and we receive hope and confidence for the future. May your church be strong in witness and in service, in worship and in all we do unto others we pray in Jesus name and we give as we are able in his name Amen mm -hmm.